Hey, this is Donna Serdula. I am the author of the book, LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. I'm also the founder of LinkedInMakeover.com. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change, navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannitsas. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles. People are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. I have a wonderful guest with me. Her name is Donna Sudella, and uh, she is a business owner, author, speaker, and influencer, and she thrives on empowering people to transform their lives and realize their most sought-after goals. The pioneer of LinkedIn profile optimization, she has built a successful website, LinkedInMakeover.com, more than a decade ago. And in that time, she has worked with more than 6,000 executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals, utilizing a talented team of over 30 writers, coaches, and branding specialists to bring dynamic brand storytelling to the masses. Donna, a massive welcome to you. Hi, Dennis. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. And, I, and the LinkedIn side of things, I think it's really quite cool. But before we go there, I've just given our listeners a brief introduction to you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about your background? Yeah, sure. I, you know, I started, I joined LinkedIn back in 2005. And it was back then in the early days that I really started to realize how powerful it could be. I started my business in 2009. And it's been over 10 years of working with executives from all over the world and really helping them, you know, understand their story and and the power of LinkedIn, you know, for their careers and for their companies. Oh, that's awesome. Because I know a lot of executives that I get to work with as well, they or leaders or people in particular, they sort of freak out when they start thinking about their LinkedIn profile and and so forth. Here's a question for you. Do leaders today, whether they're a business owner, an entrepreneur of a large corporate, whatever they are doing, do they do they need to be digital savvy and do they need to be active in the digital world today? I, I think absolutely. Absolutely. You know, people, people want to know more about who they're meeting with, who they're working with, who they're going to be hearing from, uh, who they're going to be reporting to. And they're going to enter your name into a search engine. They're going to enter it into LinkedIn. They want to learn more. They want to know who you are. And, and, and that's true right across the board. But the beauty of this is you do have the control to shape how others perceive you. Hmm. And that's the content that is on your LinkedIn profile. And you're the one that writes it. You're the one that crafts it, creates it, okays it, approves it. (laughs) And that's what people find. And they, they're hungry. 
are hungry to know more and you mm. have that ability to, to, to tell them what to think. Yeah. Yeah. And so the way I look at it is it's more just like our, uh, our shop front, if we can put it that way. If we think about bricks and mortar and so forth, as you said, people go into search engines, they put your name in. That tends to be one of the first things that come up is your LinkedIn profile, right? So yeah. it's, it's got to look good. It's got to be good and so forth. When, when somebody is, and when I talk about the active side of the digital world, I mean, people say to me, yeah, but I can go in and like this and like that. Is, is liking somebody else's post uh, good enough or do we have to be, do we have to do more? Oh, absolutely more. I mean, here's, here's the thing, right? With LinkedIn, there's two ways of looking at it. There's the one way, which is as a very passive type of platform. You post that profile, you keep it up to date, you check in on it every now and then. And when people find you, they read about you, they know who you are. That's a passive way of going about it. And it, it can be pretty successful, <laughs> oddly yeah. enough. It's not, I don't believe that that's the best way. Because people want to know that you're also active, that you're engaged, that you're a part of the community, that you're an influencer, that you're a thought leader, that you have something to say. You know, if you're going to be leading, you know, a company, if you're going to be leading a team, it's not enough just to be a leader, but you know, what, what is it that you're bringing to the table? You know, how do you look at the, these situations philosophically? What are your, what, what, what are your beliefs? Uh, why are you doing that? And, and that is what, it should feed into your profile, but it should also feed into that activity. And so it's not enough just to hit like every now and then you want to. And I always say this, you don't want to have to, you don't have to necessarily start out creating content, but you can at least start engaging with the content that's there and leave some comments, converse with that person. And then once you get really used to, you know, the way LinkedIn works and how that feed is, once you feel a little bit more comfortable, that's when, yeah, you want to post. You want to post. Yeah, cool. So in other words, grow with it, listeners. Grow with the uh, the LinkedIn profile, the LinkedIn tool, and grow with it in the sense that uh, Donna's sharing here that, you know, you could do some some likes and some comments. Donna, one thing I would think is, is you know, you may not actually have content, so you actually haven't created something. Is, is it okay to take somebody else's content, somebody else's post, an article and things like that, and not just share it, but then put some words around it to add value to your audience. I, I call that curation, you know, hmm. curating that content and then adding your own context, your own feeling, your own thoughts to it. And that's, that's a fabulous way of getting started. And, and keep in mind that with LinkedIn, you don't have to be writing articles. You know, right. you don't need, you know, you can, you can indulge in just a simple post, you know, a paragraph at most. It could be something as simple as a quote. It could be a quote and why you like that quote. It could be what's going on in your business. It could be celebrating a, an anniversary of someone on your team or within your staff, or uh, it could be, you know, talking about a project that's taking place. It, it doesn't have to be always the same, you know, here's a link to a great article over and over and over again. Yeah. But, you know, you can use it as a bit of your, your, you know, as a soapbox to say, Hey, this is what's going on in my life life and my company's world. Yeah, and I think that's where people get to learn about you as, as an individual, as a leader of the community, as uh, and, and then they understand, as you said before, about your beliefs, your values, what you stand for and things like that. And I think it's, it's a great way to do it. And the other thing would be you're adding actually value to 
to them, to your connections, which are, which is pretty cool. And there's there's been things that I've actually posted, or others have posted, and I've gone, wow, that is really cool. I'm glad they shared that with me. But otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have known about it. And so I've got to learn, and we all need to learn. And what a great way to do it! I think I think it's fantastic. You know, I think a lot of times people get caught up in, oh, is this a platform where I need to be selling and boasting about who I am and what we do mm. and why you need to, you know, and the truth is, you know, take a step back, you know, take and take that deep breath and, and, and recognize that LinkedIn is a platform to educate, to add value, you know, to, to, to help others, to give advice, uh, to, to inspire. That's what you should be aiming for. It's not to sell. It's not to plug. It's not to pitch. It's, it's really a place to go in a, in a very easy type of way and, and, and provide and help. Yeah. Great. And, and I mean, I, so there's a, there's a question I keep, keep getting asked all the time about in particular around LinkedIn, because there's many other social media platforms out there. Uh, if mm-hmm. I'm thinking of things like Facebook and that, do, do I need to really be on there all the time? Is it really like a Facebook thing? I think it's different. And I think it's because it's a professional network. It's more about business and other things around that that space. Am I right in my thinking and, and thinking of it that way? Is that would that be right? You know, I, I think with LinkedIn, it's it's really changed over the last few years. Mm. At one time, we thought of LinkedIn. It was a place you had to visit on your computer, your laptop, your desktop. It's it's really transitioned to being. It's it's untethered now. I mean, you you can access it on your on your phone. That app is the LinkedIn app is terrific, mm. and it's a place to to visit to scroll through the feed to see what's going on in your network to see what's going on in your industry. Do you need to be creating content every day? No. I would, I would now, this is what I believe with LinkedIn and what LinkedIn, the LinkedIn algorithm shows is LinkedIn rewards quality over quantity. Right. And when you look at your LinkedIn feed, you may even notice it. If you look, it's, it, it doesn't show the most current posts, shows the top posts. And a lot of times when you land on that, that feed at the top, it's the first thing that you see may have been posted a week ago. Right. Right. Which is crazy. That's different from Twitter. It's different from Facebook. It's different from Instagram. Yeah. So these posts tend to linger longer, <laughs> linger longer. And, yeah. but what LinkedIn wants is they want good quality posts that are relevant to their audience. Mm. And they want to show the people that you know, talking about the things that you care about. That is what they are. That's their goal for the LinkedIn feed. And so do you need to post every day? Hey, there are some people who post every day and there's nothing wrong with that. These are typically influencers. These are people who, who have, you know, a staff <laughs> helping them create <laughs> this content and they're putting forth a lot of content in, in, in many different places. And so there's nothing wrong with creating content every day, but for that executive who's doing it in a very authentic, organic way on his or her own, I would say this, try to get some type of a consistency and maybe it's once a week. Hmm. That's fine. Once a week is fine. And I think the key word that you just used here is the consistency. If you're going to do once a week, twice a week, whatever it is, make sure you are consistent. I think that's, that's the key, right? Because then consistent and there's quality to it. Yep. It's thoughtful. It has a purpose. 
there is a value to it. Uh, you, you include three hashtags and maybe you even tag someone. Right. So three hashtags add or tag somebody else in there uh, into the post as well and or into the comments wherever that, that is the best place to do it and then make sure they've got quality, consistency, value and it's thoughtful. Let's dig a little deeper, Dennis. Yeah. Research those hashtags. Think in terms of your target audience. Who is it that you want to read this? What's mm. important to them? And then when you craft the post, what is the post about? But also think, you know, what are the right hashtags? You know, are you in real estate? You know, we want to use the real estate hashtag. Yep. You know, is this a tip about marketing? Well, here's the thing. You could use a hashtag like marketing tip, mm. but that doesn't have as many followers as a more broader hashtag like just marketing. Mm. Hmm. So, you know, really look before you just start throwing down hashtags and, and again, you will see people put down, you know, 10, 20 hashtags in the LinkedIn, that works great in the Instagram sphere, but in the LinkedIn world, really less is more, less is always more in LinkedIn. So, you know, make sure you're using the right keyword, the right hashtags, hashtags that have a nice amount of followers. Awesome. I love it. So listeners. Make sure you've got your, uh, you want to influence and be a thought leader. People want to understand your beliefs, your values. Make sure you're giving quality, you're, you're providing quality, you're doing it on a consistent basis, you're adding value, you're thoughtful as a leader, as a person. Use three hashtags, make sure you research those hashtags, and wow, you'll start to see maybe some things change for you on LinkedIn as well in your profile too, and, and help your brand develop on the LinkedIn platform, which is pretty cool. So Donna, how did you get into leadership? You know, it's funny when I when I started my business in 2009, that was when I realized that there was there was a need for a company to help executives, professionals, entrepreneurs <laughs> tell their story. I realized that LinkedIn was not a resume. You don't want to copy and paste a resume. This is a place to tell your story. This is where to state your why. This is where to really put forth your manifesto because people resonate with that. Um, And I knew because I had tried to do it on my own for myself, how hard it was. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, help others. And, and so I, I, I started my, my website, LinkedIn-makeover.com in 2009. And it's funny. I really thought that the people who would flock to me, I thought they would be small business owners or business development, like account managers. That's who I thought I was going to attract. And I was so wrong, Dennis. Oh, yeah? I was so wrong. They were not the first ones that came to me. It was executives. I was wow. working with CEOs, CFOs, COOs, and they were finding me and they were saying, I need, I need help. I, people are looking. I need to be able to, to communicate my brand, articulate my message, and I can't do it. I can't even look at my career and say how I got to where I am. I need to work with someone who can really lay it out and help me see, you know, how this all comes together, you know, to position me. And that was a huge, huge surprise that it was really leaders and executives who needed this. 
So that's, that's how I, I, you know, that's how I started to really interface. And it took maybe two years, two, three years when I started to have to bring in writers. I couldn't do it by myself. Right. And next thing I know, I have a team. Next thing I know, I'm talking about this, you know, because this is, this is my topic. It's, it's LinkedIn. It's your brand. It's your story. It's your manifesto. Mm-hmm. And, and for a lot of those leaders, they are, they've worked years to get where they are and they want to make sure they want to go off to do other things. And they may go to a larger scale, in other words, a bigger organization, a different position. Some of them may be at a stage whereby they might want, want to go off and do some other things in their career. And so they want to make sure that that messaging's out there and it's consistent oh. as well. And it's, it's one that's thoughtful and one that's not going to make them look well, I was going to say, this is going to sound a little bit interesting. It's not going to make them look cheap, if you know what I mean, or they're not going to be looked upon as being unorganized. Yeah. Well, you know, board opportunities is a big exactly. one. I can't tell yeah. you how, 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 how we are often, you know, writing for that specifically. But I always say it's, it's really about presenting yourself at that high level. And the issue a lot of people have is when they look at, they look at LinkedIn and they think, oh, this is for job seekers. It's not just for job seekers. This is, this is for reputation management. This yep. is for executive branding, right? This is where people are going to know and learn more about you. And, and it, it, it could be an opportunity. It doesn't have to be just specifically a job, right? So, so that's an important thing, you know, to really, to really keep in mind that it's, it's not just for job search. It's, it's really a place to tell that story. Well, when, when I see people looking at it for a job search with job seekers, well, for me, that what, what that means is they've left it too long. They've left it too late, if I could put it that way. That's because they haven't been proactive in actually getting things. Now, they're needing to do something now. Ta-da! All of a sudden, they need to get <laughs> some things in place, right? And I'm well, like, yeah. if we are proactive and you are active in the digital world and you're building your brand throughout the whole period of time, then it's just part of the way it is. And, and then when, when things come up, things come up. You know, Dennis, I always say, I say two things to my clients. You know, you want to dig your well before you're thirsty. Nice. Nice. Right? That's, that's an important piece. The other thing is, though, and, and this is something I think your audience needs to know as well. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. So don't think that because you haven't and you've ignored it or you've just maybe not ignored it, but just, you know, you're scared of it. Everyone's scared of it. Who, who wants to talk about themselves? Who wants to sit down and do this? It's messy. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward, but you don't have one. You don't have to go by yourself. There are, you know, people like myself, you know, and, and, and exec, you know, and coaches like yourself who we can help it talk this through and help you understand what that value is and what that story is. But, you know, at the same time, you want to start, don't keep pushing it off. And when we, when, when I help my clients, it's never, it's never about looking like a desperate job seeker. That's yep. the worst thing possible. Sure. We're not copying and pasting. We're not recycling content from an old bio. This is a time to sit down and say, okay, it's not about where you've been. It's where you're going. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah. And if you are desperate or you, you know, the thing like, it actually shows. And so what I say to people is now you've got a blank canvas. And what does that blank canvas look like? Let's take your experiences, your war stories, um, your skills, your capabilities. They're the paintbrushes, the paint and the chalk. Let's go and let's go and create that uh, blank canvas now and create the future, as you're saying, about where you're really wanting to go. And let's get to have that. Let's have that reflect into LinkedIn and your branding and everywhere, everywhere else you're thinking about, too. So it's, what, it's, I, what I love so much about what you just said 
is it, it is looking like, you know, I, people always say, Oh, Donna, you're all about LinkedIn. And I'm like, I'm really about, you know, that brand and that story and figuring Mm. out, you know, where this person is going and how we're going to get them there and how we can paint that picture. And to me, it's, I only, my medium is LinkedIn, (laughs) right? Just like an artist can work in, in crayons or pastels or, you know, acrylic. Like there's so many different ways we can go about this, but it's really about telling the story. It's painting that picture. And, you know, we happen to use LinkedIn as the medium. Yeah. Medium, the vehicle. That's, that's exactly it. That's beautiful. Yeah. So dig your well before you're thirsty. I love that. I think it's uh, it's really quite cool. So Donna, who's your favorite leader? Now this person could be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? You know, you, you had asked me this question earlier and it took me a moment to think, but you know, someone who I really, really do admire and I find her entertaining on top of everything is Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. And I think she's a fabulous leader because she, she really opens up and she shows her authentic self. Nice. And I think people understand her story. They understand who she is, where she's going. And I think there's something very, very human about her. And I like that. Mm. And I think that's what people are looking for more nowadays is I'm, and it seems to be getting louder and louder. I see people wanting leaders to be, to open up, to show their authentic side, their, their real side, the, the being human, as you said, right? It's that vulnerability side of things, but the human side of things. And that's what people want. They'd love to see people like that. And I think that's, that's really special kind of, I was going to say skill, but I think that's an attribute that a lot of people shy away from or hide from. And this is going to sound a little bit bit of a pun here, but you know, a lot of leaders today I see is they they hide behind their mask or they hide behind their LinkedIn profile or their title. And it's not about their title, it's about who they are as a person. And I think what you're just sharing there is is spot on. It's it's something that they need to be, and that's what I, I like about leaders as well. And it's one of and to get kind of nitty gritty here, <laughs> yep. but it's one of the reasons why when we write profiles for executives, I push them to write in first person narrative voice. It's, you know, a lot of times they, Oh, we want third person. I want, I want to write in third person narrative. I want it to be like someone is talking about me, but I believe in claiming that that screen real estate, claiming that content and saying, yeah, I did this. This is who I am. This is, these are my beliefs. This is my mission. This is why I'm here. This is what I represent. This is what I stand for. To me, that's so much more powerful and it's so much more authentic and engaging. Yeah, awesome. Leaders, listeners, this is what I um, just what based on what Donna says. Claim your brand would be the way to another way to put it. Claim whatever it is that you're going to say, your story, and run with it. I think owning it and being bold with it, being courageous with it uh, is, is wonderful stuff. And Donna, I'm sure you and I could spend hours just talking about this as well, which will be would be great. Here's another question for you. Leadership has changed the title of the show. When I mention that, what does that mean for you? How leadership has changed. You know, it, it's it's funny. It, it, just to sort of riff on that idea, one of the things that I've noticed, and I've, I've been doing this since 2009 now, you know, back when, you know, I first started, you know, CEOs would say, Donna, write, you know, help me write my LinkedIn profile. And I would say, let's write your LinkedIn profile. Let's do an amazing job. But then let's, let's look at your, your leadership team. And then let's start looking at your employees. Let's see how they are showing up on this, on this network, because you want to attract 
you know, more partnerships, investors, clients, partnerships. They're looking at everyone's profile, not just yours. So let's, Donna, no, no, Donna. That's what they'd say. No, Donna, no, 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 no. If I make my employees look good, they'll be poached. <laughs> I, want look, <laughs> I want them to look terrible. Oh dear. And, but things have shifted. And, and I really, I started to see the change around 2016 when Microsoft acquired LinkedIn. That was sort of like beginning now it's it's not unusual you know for leaders to start to recognize that they have leaders throughout their company and it's not just their voice it's not just their story but it's how that ripples through and it's now telling you know a much more cohesive unified story as a company the leadership team and the employees. Yeah, excellent. I, I think it's like a, you know, you, you'll see people, and it's, it's, it goes back to that, that analogy. You you become those who you hang around with, and I think the the thing is for, as you're saying, for that executive, their brand is also about the people they have around them too, and it's about having the right people around them. And sometimes they may not have the right people, but they just don't actually realize that or understand that at the time. But if you can lift all boats. You know, um, the tide will lift all boats, which is great. And that's that's a beautiful thing. I think there's something that leaders do need to understand. And as you're saying, over the last few years, they're actually asked to understand and do something with it, which is when people succeed in our teams and they move on to do something else, of course, we don't want them to leave. Of course, we want to keep that talent within all our organization. But isn't that our success story? Isn't that our story as a leader that we are succeeding and because we're, we're helping other people succeed? Is that I think that's the way it is, isn't it? I, I, I agree, you know, and, and you want to see people challenge themselves and move on. And, but that also allows the, the next wave of people to come and more innovation to occur. You know, to me, it's, it's so often people, you know, I'll, I'll hear from a leader, oh, we need to recruit, you know, rock star talent. You better show that you have rock star talent there if you want to attract the rock stars because they're not going to go where there's a, there's an absolute hole of, of talent and, and challenges. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so it's how you attract the talent, how you hold, retain them. It's really, really important. So now we've been talking about leaders and success uh, and being a successful leader. Well, what do you think, what what makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? You know, I, I, I do think it's it's being able to, you know, have that ability to showcase their knowledge, to be you know, to be able to, to speak, not just in private, but, you know, in that public manner, mm. it's, it's letting people understand what is your platform and who you are and, and being open. I think at one time that wasn't the situation. You wanted to hide behind that closed door and not only have the doors from the offices now be, been swung open, but, you know, the internet is there showing you to the public. Yeah. And so at one time it was, you know, it was an academic publisher parish was, was, you know, you know, it was just an academia, but the truth is, I think it's true now at the executive level, at the leadership level, you've got to be publishing, you've got to be posting, you've got to be talking about what's going on. You've got to be open. And if, if you can't do that, or you don't want to do that, there's, there's going to be some, some blowback. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. And we do need to be mindful of all those, those things we're talking about. I want to get your crystal ball out now and start thinking about the future. Where do you see leadership being in five years from now? You know, to, to bring it back to what my topic is, is, is LinkedIn and it's that, that brand and that story. 
you know, I think in the next five years, you know, we're just going to continue to see this, this opening up where, you know, there's that need to have a platform, to have a message and, and to be able to state it and, you know, and, and to, to interact, you know, with, with your audience, with those people who are looking in. I think that's going to just, it's just going to keep happening. I mean, it's, it, we're at that snowball going down the mountain. I just see that getting bigger. I don't see that changing. And I, I think it's going to be really important, you know, especially with the way hiring has changed. You know, I think it's, it's really making sure that you know who these employees are, you know what they're about, and you're able to utilize that, that data in the right way. Yeah, and I and I think leaders, uh, listeners, the key here is I think what I'm hearing from Donna is that even though you went for a new role maybe five years ago, what you did five years ago doesn't apply today, and so you're going to be a little bit more thoughtful about what you do and how you approach things and so forth. And LinkedIn is a wonderful tool to utilize to help you do that and promote your brand and promote your beliefs and your values for sure. And I think that's something that we all need to do. And and, and maybe the other thing too here, Donna, based on what you said about their messaging, and um, the messaging has got to be very clear and relevant for people. And if it's not relevant, that's it's just going to fall on, on deaf ears and it's just not going to happen at all, really, isn't it? I mean, not only relevant, but it has to be up to date. Right? Oh, yeah. Because this is something, it's, it's, these things are living. And as you're progressing in your career, as you're making changes, it needs to reflect, you know, where you are today, but also where you're headed tomorrow. And that's, and, and you never know when you're going to hit that fork in the road. Yeah, excellent. I love it. I love it. Donna, thank you for joining us on today's show. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of a where, where should they go? You can visit my website, linkedin-makeover.com. We, uh, I have tons of resources there, but, you know, services to really help people understand how, you know, how to utilize LinkedIn, but also, you know, how to really shift all of that career branding so it works for you and yeah, it tells yeah. the right message. Excellent. Donna, thank you so much for being on our show today. I've really, really enjoyed our conversation. So uh, it's great to, to have you here. Thank you so much, Dennis. Cool. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they've been released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there is a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.